listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. Sports talk without the trash talk. If you do stop by our website, you can subscribe to the podcast while you're there and have the show sent to your device of choice automatically. In addition to places all around the world where last week's show was downloaded, we say hello to Hamilton, Ohio. They've been to the Williamsport Little League World Series four times. Wow most recently in 2010. Wherever you're listening from, however you're listening, we thank you for being with us. We're going to do as we have. we got a guest coming up. Don Gordon's going to be with us later in the program. So as we've done here the last couple of weeks, because I guess, why don't we get right into shenanigans? So I'll give it over to my co-host, Zach Barletta, to give us this week's shenanigan statements. All right, number one, after Chicago Bears kicker Cody Parkey appeared on the Today Show to discuss his missed field goal against the Eagles, Bears GM Ryan Pace indicated the team was displeased with Parkey for appearing on the show and would be looking to replace him. Truth or shenanigans, Parkey deserves to lose his job for appearing on the Today Show. You know, that seems odd to me that this would be the reason that they want to cut him or or get rid of him. What do they care if he's on the Today Show? Mm -hmm. But he's probably going to lose his job because he missed, what, 11 kicks over the course of the year? Mm -hmm. I say shenanigans to the statement that because of the Today Show, and, you know, I love the story. He handled losing with grace. He was even my you like that a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. But at some point, come on, man, what, what, Today Show, all these other places that he was showing up, you missed a kick. It, it's one thing to handle losing gracefully. It's another one to go on a talk show circuit, if you will, about a missed kick. Good for you. You handled it well. But come on, man, what are you doing? Yeah, I say shenanigans. Um, my thoughts on this are that, I'm sure Cody Parkey, after he missed the kick, wasn't calling up the Today Show to be like, hey, can I come talk about my missed field goal? So I'm sure the shows were calling him. Oh, of course. And if I'm, you know, a marginal NFL player and the Today Show wants to have me on, yeah, sure. When you know, Tell me when you want me to be there. I'll come talk on the Today Show. So what's the guy supposed to do? Say no? I, I would think, yeah. Pick your spots. Yeah. You know, he's been on a number of, a number of shows. The Today Show was just one more. Pick your spots. After you've been on a number, you might want to say, you know what, Uh, this is a lot to do over a missed field goal. So, Mm -hmm. no, I've been on a number of shows. I think I'll I'll reject this invitation. But, um, yeah, I mean, you make a good point. It's just I I think at some point, come on, man, get off the wagon. (laughs) Number two, Tom Brady's already saying that the Patriots are underdogs on the road at Kansas City this weekend. That is ridiculous. I'm interested to hear what you think as a Bills fan. I think it is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, look at Technically, they are the underdogs because they're not favored to win because they're the road team. But, I mean, you think about it, this is the Patriots. They're the longest-lasting dynasty we've ever seen in the history of football. I don't think you can consider them true underdogs. I know Julian Edelman is selling shirts on his Twitter account that <laughs> you know that. that are saying you know oh doubt us please or bet, whatever bet against us yeah, bet against us yeah I don't think the Patriots actually know what underdogs means because they haven't been one since most of their fans were small children. But look, they're the New England Patriots. 
even when they're not favored, they're still not underdogs. Yeah, I say shenanigans, but I do. Yeah, they are underdogs in this game because they're going on the road. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are a very good team, especially at home. I don't think anybody in their right mind thinks the Patriots can't win this game. They're right. not so much the dog that there's no way they're going to win. But I, yeah, they are absolutely the underdog here. If this game was at home for the Patriots, they would be favored. Uh, this dynasty is something that we have not seen in mm-hmm. sports. Maybe you can go back to the 1950s Yankees or something like that, but good night. I was listening to a show today that was going over the amount of young people that the Patriots have. Plus, they've got a ton of picks coming up next year. This dynasty isn't going away anytime soon. Now, Tom Brady may go into retirement, but I'll tell you what, he hasn't really shown any serious signs of decline. They're not going away anytime soon. But I agree that they are absolutely underdogs here. But can they win it? Sure. Are they going to? Man, who knows? I I I give the slight edge to the Chiefs. I know you do. (laughs) As a Giants fan, I don't mind rooting for the Patriots. As I've always said, my team has no no problem beating them in big games. This is true. For that, we're all very thankful. Last but not (laughs) least, the Yankees offseason should be considered a failure if they don't sign one of Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. I know how you feel. But I'm going to say shenanigans. They And here's why, Zach. They won 100 games without those guys. They didn't come in second place to the Red Sox because of their offense. They came in second place to the Red Sox because of their pitching. And they've improved their pitching. And I think they've made a lot of nice moves. Do I want those guys? Of course I do. But I don't think it's a failure if they don't get them. They needed to go out and improve the starting rotation, and they've done that. I agree that they, they've replaced uh, probably their number five starter, whoever that was, I can't even remember, that revolving door, with James Paxton, who's very good, has never thrown more than 160 innings in a season. Yeah. They replaced J.A. Happ with J.A. Happ. They replaced Zach Britton with Zach Britton. They replaced David Robertson with Adam Adovino, who's probably a little bit better at this point in their careers. But I feel like they've done a lot of patching the holes that opened up without improving on last year's team. And I think... Look, if you can get a 26-year-old generational talent for nothing but money and you're the New York Yankees, you've got to do it. So I'm going to say I agree. It's a failure if they don't sign one of those two guys. Well, we disagree on that. The thing with their financial superiority that everybody says the Yankees have, I don't think it's going to be as great in these upcoming years because a lot of these teams are getting some of those. Now, maybe they won't be the Yankees, but they are getting these contracts, these TV contracts that are giving them an awful lot of money. That Mm. financial flexibility is going to be there for a lot of these teams. Maybe not quite like the Yankees, but more in line. Coming up today, as I've already mentioned, we'll talk with former Major League pitcher Don Gordon. Don's a good friend. He's been with us many times before. He'll be the guest speaker next weekend at Grace Baptist Church's Men's Conference, Grace Baptist Church in Brockport, New York. He'll also be speaking there for the Sunday morning church service. We'll also have our regular segments, You Like That, coming up. That's all coming up today on Beyond the Game. Looking back on the week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics, this is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Thursday, January 17th. The Red Hawks recap is being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. The Roberts Wesleyan men's and women's basketball teams hosted Queens College last Friday night at the Voller Athletic Center. Sophomore Emily Miller notched her ninth double-double of the season with 10 points and 12 rebounds. 
Freshman Dimitrik Igzani scored 14 points, and senior Taylor Bino added 12. For the second straight game, the men jumped out to a first-half lead. However, it wasn't enough as they lost 95-90 despite getting 29 points from junior Peyton McLaurin. It was the same result on Sunday, this time against Malloy College, as Miller's 26 points led the women to a 74-56 win, but for the men, they fell 83-77, once again despite a strong performance by McLaurin, who scored 26 points in the losing effort. Both the Roberts Wesleyan men's and women's swim program competed at the ECC Long Course Invitational last weekend in Buffalo. The women came away with a second-place finish thanks to placing first in the 400-meter medley relay, as well as a first-place finish by Abby Green in the 200-meter butterfly. The men, meanwhile, placed fourth overall. Coming up for the Red Hawks, it'll be a basketball doubleheader on Friday, January 25th, as both the men and women welcome in the University of the District of Columbia. Game time for the women is 6 p.m., followed by the men at 8. To follow that up with another men's-women's doubleheader on Sunday the 27th, hosting St. Thomas Aquinas College. Tip-off on Sunday the 27th is 2 p.m. for the women, followed by the men at 4. You can follow all the action, home or away, at their website, robertsredhawks.com. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter, at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap, presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances, and 96 student-athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family-owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Thanks so much for being with us. It's snowing outside here in Rochester, New York, but we welcome you into our warm and cozy BTG studio along with my friend Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. Hey, I want to tell you that Grace Baptist Church in Brockport, New York, will be holding a men's conference next weekend, January 25th and 26th. My very good friend Don Gordon will be the guest speaker. He has appeared a number of times on our program. He's a former major league pitcher who has pitched with the Cleveland Indians, uh, Detroit Tigers, Toronto Blue Jays, Milwaukee Brewers. He now serves God as a missionary. And if you live in the Brockport or Rochester area, you can call the church office at 585-637-2470. That's 585-637-2470, Grace Baptist Church. And get more information on how you can be part of that uh, men's conference next weekend. Don, I say hello to you, my friend. Thanks so much for being part of this week's program. It is good to talk with you. Rick, I love you, buddy, and appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate your perspective and your heart to to do what's right. So you'll be in Brockport next weekend, but this is more than just a speaking engagement as part of SCORE. You're invested in Grace Baptist and its pastor, and you get to dig into some things that I know 
you're passionate about, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Matt Combs, the pastor and I, we've been friends for, for a while. But my heart is, my whole life is, is revolves around doing what Jesus asked us to do. And Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples. And when I was a baseball player, when the coach told me to go do something, I just did it. So Jesus is asking us to do that. So that's what I'm doing. It's bringing God's word to bear on people's issues, whether good, bad, neutral, whatever. And so, so the church in Brockport asked me to come. So I'm, I'm excited to present what God says and, and people are going to be blessed and encouraged. I know you keep busy. You were teaching in the Dominican Republic. Then you were representing SCORE at the Baseball Coaches Conference in Dallas a week or two ago. And I'm sure you're preparing hard for spring training coming up in just a few weeks and probably several more mission scripts coming up this year. How are things going for SCORE International? SCORE is, is doing tremendous. You know, we take between five and 7,000 people overseas or domestically. But, you know, really, we're trying to be really good at what we do versus expand even more. We're trying to not just maintain, but be excellent. And uh, we're just thankful that through SCORE, you know, God has planted many churches staffed with, you know, quality biblical leadership. And we have just a great board of pastors and godly men, you know, that, that have a lot of experience, but most of all, love the Lord, love his word. So we're thankful. We're talking with missionary Don Gordon, former Major League pitcher. His official title is International Baseball Director with SCORE International. Don will be guest speaker next weekend at Grace Baptist Church's Men's Conference in Brockport, New York. He'll also be speaking there for the Sunday morning church service. Don, you told me that the theme for the Men's Conference next weekend is Manhood Exemplified. And there are many young men in today's culture who struggle with what it is to be a man. How a man shows love to his family. How a man should lead his family biblically. Why do you think that is? You know, a lot of young Christians have not seen it really modeled um, in a way in their homes that they grew up in. I mean, what is it? 60% of homes in America are without a man in the home. Okay. So so really there's no, there's no model. Um, they don't really know how to seek God when issues arise and when issues aren't there and they don't know how to apply God's word, but typically um, it's all about them, so to speak, and my happiness. The question is, what is the Lord says in his word? And that, that's helpful. I'm sure you'd agree many Christians are unfamiliar with what a true disciple of Christ really looks like, and perhaps men especially are unwilling to completely yield their lives over to him or to trust another believer enough to allow them to teach them scripturally. And yet we know it would completely transform their lives. Why are people so reluctant, do you think, to get involved in a disciple-making process? Unfortunately, I believe people really, when it comes right down to it, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to do what I know, even if it's wrong, versus humble myself and submit myself to what God says to do. Um, when people say, I'm going to humble myself, I'm going to empty myself and submit myself to what God is asking me to do. And when, when that happens, Rick, God uses that one individual to say, hey, I'm going to use you now because, of, because your heart is right with me. You know, everybody knows Romans 8:28. all things work together for good for those that love God that are called according to his purpose. 
but many people don't know Romans 8.29, which says, you know, that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And so that's good, that's bad, that's ugly, that's difficult things, that's good things. It's all things work together for good for the purpose of being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So, so I believe, Rick, that as we humble ourselves, God uses that to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. That's God's goal. And that's a goal that we all really want. We just don't know it many times. Once again, we're talking with our good friend Don Gordon, former Major League pitcher, currently serving with SCORE International. Don, you may have shared this with us before, but can you tell us how it came about when you first gave your life over to Christ? It's always encouraging to hear how God works differently in different people's lives. Yeah, amen. But like a typical athlete, baseball was my God. And basically, if you were not part of my agenda to become a Major League Baseball player, I just sort of tossed you out, and you weren't very important to me. You know, I had some great coaches in my life, Johnny Hunton at South Carolina, who discipled Bobby Richardson when they were in the Yankees system. And then guys in the game, you know, said they were believers, and you could see something different in their life. I did not have that, although I was claiming to be a believer. And one day uh, on a bus trip while I was in double A with the Blue Jays, um, I started to think about the sin in my life, you know, the, the women, the alcohol, the selfishness and, and, and my agenda. And, and, and I just pictured Jesus Christ saying, Don, I love you. You love baseball, but I love you, Don. I didn't know scripture. I didn't know the Bible, but I knew I knew I wasn't right with him. Before I got off of the bus, what the Lord, you know, impressed in my heart at that time was, Don, if I'm a train and you're a train station, my train has stopped at the door of your house many, many times, but you have rejected me. And and in Romans chapter 1, verse 24, 26, and 28, it says, God gave them over to a depraved mind and that they might believe what is false and and a lot of people don't realize that grace does run out. And for me, it was like it was like the Lord very kindly, very gently was saying, Don, this is it. And, and so I knew in my heart that I needed to make a commitment because God wanted to use me. When I got to the hotel room, I opened up my little New Testament, and the scripture was, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I confessed every sin I could think of, and I repented of my sins and said, Lord, I know that you are God, that you rose from the dead, and invited him into my, my life and surrendered and gave him everything, including my baseball career. Whenever someone prepares to bring God's word, we all know there are principalities preparing to hinder it. So how can we pray for you with next weekend's conference in mind? Well, um, just pray that God would bring the people that really um, have a humble heart that are seeking help and that people would understand, Rick, that the presence of God and the Spirit of God is bigger than themselves. It's not just about us and our happiness, but it's about God's holiness and and that they would come with teachable, open hearts and um, really see what God has to say. Don, you're a missionary. Of course, that means your income is completely dependent on the support of those who believe in what you're doing. So that said, take a moment and please tell us how our audience can 
what we can do to be a part of your ministry. Yeah, we do live by faith. And what that means is we, we ask God to provide for us as we do his work. And I would ask your audience if they would pray and ask God to continue to provide for us. And, and God might want to use one of them to, to help us if, if he puts that on their heart. But I would say most importantly that they would pray that God would continue to provide for us. Buddy, I thank you so much for joining us. I love you. I love your ministry with SCORE International. I look forward very much to catching up with you some next weekend. Thanks, Rick. I look forward to our time. I always do. If you want to hear Don speak, once again, he'll be the guest speaker next weekend. That's January 25th and 26th at Grace Baptist Church's Men's Conference. He will also be bringing the message there on Sunday morning. So if you're not a man or if you can't be part of the conference, We'll join him for church on Sunday morning. Call Pastor Matt at the church office, 585-637-2470. That's 585-637-2470 if you want more information. Or visit their website at gracebrockport.org, gracebrockport.org. I'm Rick Benson. When we come back, we'll wrap up this week's show by telling you what it is that we like this week. This is the Beyond the Game program. Hey everybody, it's Benson. You probably know that Beyond the Game is a different kind of sports talk radio program. Sports conversation and Bible verses mixed together? Why would anybody do that? Here's why. Because the message of Jesus Christ is so important that we use sports to appeal to sports fans. Trying to be, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, all things to all men that I might by all means save some. You see, all of us are sinners. And because we are, we can't get to heaven on our own merit. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it also tells us that God loves us. So much so that he sent his son who was the only one who never sinned. And though he did not need to die, willingly did so on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the debt of all our sin. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why? Because God wants us all to be saved from an eternity in hell. 1 Timothy 2.4 says he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But the good news is Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Instead, he rose again, defeating death and making it possible for us to go to heaven as a result of his righteousness. You see, that's the grace of God we want to tell you about. Sports Talk Radio allows us to bring that message of the forgiveness of sins to sports fans all around the world. Forgiveness of sins is available to all people everywhere. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. I hope you pray to God. I hope you confess to him that you know yourself to be a sinner. And tell him that you know and believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. And begin a new way of life, turning from sin and seeking after God. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show.
Closing out this week's show, let's get into our You Like That segment. Proverbs 18, verse 2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Several fake memes made their way around social media this week, suggesting Clemson star quarterback Trevor Lawrence was dissatisfied with the fast food hamburger dinner at the White House, and those memes mocked President Trump for serving it to the national champion football team on their White House visit. One version of the meme featured a photo of Lawrence with the words, Clemson QB speaks out to defend America, and included quotes which he never said. But Lawrence would have none of it and went about setting the record straight. Via Twitter, he said, I never said this, by the way. I don't know where it came from. However, the trip to the White House was awesome. It was awesome, he is quoted to say to TMZ, on camera, by the way. We had McDonald's and everything. It was good. He's a college kid. What college kid doesn't love McDonald's? In fact, does anyone really not like McDonald's? They sell billions of hamburgers. Clearly, there are plenty of people who love it. Listen, anyone can put words on a picture. Doesn't make them true. Be smart out there, people. The food served I thought was humorous. I thought it was appropriate considering the demographic of the group visiting college football players. These guys aren't like so many who eat fast food and then spend hours sitting on their couch in front of the TV. These guys actually have a metabolism. Trevor Lawrence calling out the fake meme is what I like this week. What I liked this week happened right after the Saints-Eagles game when quarterback Nick Foles went over to wide receiver Elshon Jeffrey and consoled him visibly on the sidelines. You may remember that the Eagles were marching down the field to probably win that game when a pass went right through Jeffrey's hands and was intercepted to seal the win for the Saints. Nick Foles knew it was probably his last game as an Eagle, but like good leaders do, he went over to Jeffrey on the sideline to console him and remind him that he was a big part of the Eagles getting to where they were. Nick Foles' leadership, even after a loss, is what I liked this week. Of all the guys that they had going down, and and who knows what happens had he made the catch. They still would have had to put it in the end zone. But that's not the guy you would have thought that it would have gone through his hands. Right. It's just the last guy you would have thought. That guy is so good. You don't see him make that kind of mistake, which is why he was, I'm sure, so hard on himself. Well, I remember the announcer saying in real time during the game that um, he laid on the field without moving for like a solid minute after that because he knew he just lost them the game and they were about to be bounced from the playoffs. But also, I think we heard that night or the next day that he had been playing with cracked ribs. Um, and if you remember last year during their miraculous Super Bowl run, he was playing with a separated shoulder. So, I mean, there's nobody tougher than Elshon Jeffrey. I'm sad to say that's going to be it for this week. Thanks for joining us here on the Beyond the Game program. By the way, this radio program is mainly listener-supported. It's your prayers and financial gifts which keep the Beyond the Game program on the air. Would you please say a prayer for us and perhaps even commit to do so regularly? Ask God to use this sports talk radio program to impact those who hear it. And ask Him to provide for our expenses as we bring the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as sharing biblical applications from the world of sports with listeners all around the world, each and every week. If he lays it on your heart, please consider a financial contribution to this radio ministry. You can make a one-time gift or even a recurring amount at our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody.